Greetings, this is Lori Handlers, and you're listening to Tantra Cafe, a program for spiritual enlightenment. And I am really so glad to host this show. This is my most exciting thing I do every week. I love it. I love you. Thank you so much for tuning in and listening. I couldn't do it without you. And, of course, I come in peace. Om Shanti Shanti Shanti. Well, today I have a question for you about sexual intelligence. Do those two words even go together? Sexual intelligence? Most people don't seem like they have much intelligence about sex at all. Of course, that's why we're in the business of Tantra, to bring some intelligence to sex. But what is this thing, sexual intelligence? What, what could it mean? How can people get it? Is it even possible? You know, I saw a show, an Oprah show recently, where there was a doctor on. I was trying to look for her name before this show this evening. I just couldn't find my notes on it. But she said something about young women coming into the time of the month when they're ovulating and going out to a club. And because of the hormones raging through her body, she would be more likely to go home with someone she wasn't attracted to on that night of ovulation than ever. She'd probably wonder in the morning what she was doing, having had sex with this person. And by the same token, she described men being influenced by a certain buttery smell that gets exuded from women at the time of their ovulation, so which would make men think only with the head of their penis, rather than thinking, do I want to go home with this woman? So in the light of that, which has to do with the biological imperative, and people having sex sometimes, whether they want to or not, I wonder if there is any such thing as sexual intelligence. So that's what the show is about today, because my guests are, my guests are foremost and internationally known seminar leaders in this very, very field. My guests today are Elsbeth Muth and Freddie Zental Weaver. And they are intimacy experts, relationship coaches, and they're the founders and directors of Tantra Nova Institute in Chicago. They're certified Tantra educators and the producers of a best-selling DVD series called Creating Intimacy and Love. And they've been featured on Showtime's documentary series, Sexual Healing, and on NBC's Starting Over. So I think they know a little something about the sexual intelligence thing, and we're going to find out. So welcome to the show, Elspeth and Freddie. I'm so glad to have you as my guests. Thank you so much for welcoming us, Lori. Great to be here, Lori. Wonderful. So listen, is there such a thing as sexual intelligence? Well, you know, absolutely. Um, there's, as you were so beautifully talking about, the intelligence about sex or the unintelligence about sex. But what's interesting is that when we are in our sexual energy, like by ourselves or with another, we are as open, loving, vulnerable, receptive, and really intimately connected as we'll probably ever experience in this physical form. So in the practices that we teach at Tantra Nova and that are part of a lot of tantric practices, what's possible is that those elements that are so foundational and fundamental to sexual energy, creativity, creating new life, and that joy and pleasure that we feel that is invoked when we're in that energy is systemic. 
So where and how can we use that sexual energetic and that experience to fuel and empower other areas of our life? How can we be um, more creative and more joyous in the work we do in our relationships with our friends, family, and where we live? You know, and so that's what's possible is how we can begin to glean some of that intelligence, as we call it, from the sexual energy and have that show up in other areas of our life. Um, and what we found in the practices of Tantra Nova and through these awareness exercises and using sexual energy, energy as a doorway to more intimately getting ourselves is that creativity and joy start to flow over into other areas of life that seem completely unrelated. Yeah, okay, I get that. I'm following you there. I really am. That it's possible to to fuel all our creativity about everything. I totally get you there. And yet, when I heard this doctor, I wish I could remember her name, uh, when I heard this doctor talking, I was, you know, I myself was a little shocked about this buttery smell <laughs> and these... <laughs> And these people going home with each other, even though they didn't want to. So do you, I mean, would you say, I saw, I noticed on your website, you know, that you work with young people. And I also have just finished my first uh, class that I did with teenagers. Would you say that teenagers could practice sexual intelligence, you know, in terms of when they're ovulating and when they're, you know, all these hormones are going on with them. I, I guess I just want to like put this one to rest and then we can talk about how smart <laughs> we, good, we can all good. get. That really, that really helps you, that question. <laughs> so here's the thing that, for one thing, sexual uh, energy is intelligent, intelligent already because how can uh, we uh, be brought forth in such glory and magnificence when we look at the human body, at our brain, it's all it all was fueled and came to ignition through sexual energy. Without it, none of us would be here talking on the phone, right? Or in this interview. So there is an inborn and an innate intelligence already there. So then the other question is, how do we access that intelligence? Now, what you brought up earlier with respect to following some uh, hormonal impulse or, let's say, hormonal constellation that produces certain sensations, certain feelings within us. Yeah, of course, that is fair. When we use the term sexual intelligence, just like emotional intelligence has, uh, has to do with cultivating a capacity that is not necessarily just biologically there. So, for example, I'm going to draw an emotional intelligence because people are more familiar not only with that term, but also with the capacity that might be developed through emotional, or what we call then the capacity is emotional intelligence. So, for example, we all have emotions like anger, hate, um, jealousy. Uh, yeah, jealousy. Yeah. yeah. So we can just, in an unconscious state, we just follow or react to whatever comes up in our nervous system. We are, you know, wired like that. Now, the beauty is 
that with our brain, with our consciousness, we can actually start to become the observer of that. And so then I don't have to be a slave to my anger anymore. I can choose to be angry or not. Now, right. that, of course, requires, you know, practice. So with sexual energy, uh, sexual intelligence, it's the same principle. So there are certain basic biological conditions. Once I become an observer of that, I don't have to be a slave or at the effect of it. That is where I can intervene. That is where I can choose. Then I can uh, choose to go with someone consciously to bait that particular night, or I can, you know, feel the sense coming on. Then I become the observer and say, okay, what is happening here with me? Where am I in my body? And then, you know, start choosing. Not that uh, going with that person to bed is a bad thing. The question is, is that really serving me? Is that really what I want to create in my life? Yes, yes. I get you completely. It's great that you explained it like that. It's true. It's really the choice of it and uh, bringing the observer in. What a wonderful, powerful thing that gets developed, as you said, over time. So it's a choice. Unfortunately, I don't know about you two. I have no idea because I don't because we don't really know each other well or personally, but, you know, unfortunately, I didn't have that observer when I was in those days of going to clubs. <laughs> I didn't right. have That's that. One of, the things that, one of the things we've started working with young people on, and we haven't really worked with so many young people uh, in terms of actual working with their sexual selves, but really starting them in developing this observer. And in the workshops that we led this uh, summer with the young people, it was really wonderful, and there are clips on our website um, uh, from testimonials of the, of the young people. But it was wonderful to see them to begin for the first time to see that they could observe the thoughts and feelings that run them so. That's so great. What a I congratulate you. My hat is off to you. By the way, let's tell people your website. That's mm -hmm. tantranova.com, www.tantranova.com, to find out more information about Elizabeth and Freddie and their institute and Freddie Zentel. I, I, don't, I, I want to put the na your names together. Um, oh. You can find out more about their institute and the work that they've done with teenagers. That really caught my eye because I too, I just started working with teenagers in the tantric kind of sense of it and uh, I found mm -hmm. them to be completely open and they really dropped into their bodies and they had this thing called sexual intelligence. Oh, that, yes. you know, yeah, they're, they're really open and ready. I mean, they're just getting into that energy, and it's so alive for them. Uh, and, you know, even at a very early age, we start, you know, getting, getting inculcated with the vilification of sexual, you know, energy in our sexual selves. So it's really wonderful as early as we can to get them uh, to begin to look at their sexual energy as something as a positive thing that they can draw on, not be run by, or something they have to do in secret or only one-dimensional. It's great, really, really great. So, how did I you? Let's, let, let me ask you a couple questions about your history a little bit. You know about your histories, even before you met. Did you get interested in tantra together, or did you get interested in tantra separately and then you met? Okay. Uh, well, for myself, uh, I was introduced to Tantra when I was 15 years old. 
Wow. Uh, very lucky that I had a father that was really enlightened. He's a psychiatrist. <laughs> and I guess I was a little crazy. But, <laughs> but he saw this uh, 15-year-old kid, you know, with all this testosterone, and he gave me a book to read. And the book was written by a, a guru by the name of Bhagwan Shri Rajneesh, who later changed his name to Osho. Yeah. Uh, and I started doing those practices uh, and really found it a lot of fun to play with and begin to be more uh, masterful of my sexual uh, self at that age. And so uh, I continued to read books and um, do workshops and apply these principles in my relationships. I never really thought to be a teacher uh, of these practices. Um, did a lot of things after high school. I was in college on athletic scholarship. Uh, after college, I uh, taught school for a while, and then I did music professionally and stand-up comedy and the uh, software business for a long while. Uh, and towards the end of that, uh, that career, 20 years in, in software industry, I was getting um, bored with my own life, you know, just lacked the enthusiasm and excitement that I knew was possible. So I, I took a position with a company in Chicago, and I was single, and I was in Chicago looking for Shakti, a female partner, and I was online on Tantra.com. And uh, Elspeth was there, and she had her uh, profile. And so we met, and we hit it off. Right away, we started, um, started our Tantra journey together. Wow. You met on Tantra.com. Nine, nine years ago. Woo! That's great. That's fantastic. So um, just something back. I just want to let, say something to you, which is uh, amazing. And then we got to pause for a second that you and I have in common that our fathers introduced us to the Bhagwan. Oh, <laughs> isn't that wonderful? The Bhagwan is coming. The Bhagwan. <laughs> <laughs> My father introduced me to Osho also, but I wasn't ready at the time. I thought, oh, this is nuts. But now, uh, I, you know, of course, I've been there many times, and that's the, almost the only books I read. Um, oh, yeah, about any I love time, stuff. So. Yeah, yeah, so sweet, so nice, yeah. Lori. Yeah. Quite amazing. Well, we're just going to pause for a moment, and we'll be right back. If you've just tuned in to Tantra Cafe, my guests today are Elspeth Muth and Freddie Zuntal Weaver, and they are renowned seminar leaders. They're intimacy experts, relationship coaches, and... You can find out more about them at tantranova.com, which is located in Chicago. And we'll be right back because today we're talking about sexual intelligence. If you're wondering what book you should read to jumpstart your sex life and increase your happiness, try my book, Sex and Happiness, The Tantric Laws of Intimacy. This short, easy-to-read book will make you laugh at yourself and possibly even make you cry as you discover my tantric secrets for happiness and how they apply to you. In the book, I begin with the tenth law, make love in the unknown, and then work you all the way through laws one through nine to teach you how to be in the unknown fresh every moment of every day. Sex and happiness puts the innocence and love back into sex and gives tantra the respect it deserves. Only 1999 paperback and $14.99 ebook, you can get it at sexandhappiness.com. To order your copy, go right now to sexandhappiness.com to find Sex and Happiness by me, Laurie Handlers. 
Okay, well, we're back with Tantra Cafe, and my guests today are a Chicago couple. They met on Tantra.com. Their names are Elsbeth Muth and Freddie Zental Weaver, and they've been teaching Tantra for a little over a decade. They've, they've really made some headway into the media. They've been on NBC's Starting Over, and they've been on Showtime's documentary series, Sexual Healing. And individually, they have extraordinary careers, and together they just bring it together in Tantra. So today we're talking about sexual intelligence. Um, Elspeth, do you want to talk a little bit about how you know what you were up to before you met Freddie? Yes, I'd love to. Yeah. So I was introduced to Tantra in my early 30s. At that time, I was quite dissatisfied with my love relationships. Uh, primarily, you know, also how I connected sexually or how we connected sexually, given that, you know, the male sexual energy rises quickly, gets easily excitable, excited, and then drops quickly. A woman's energy rises slowly and then plateaus at the top. Um, so I was um, just really in a place where the men, uh, the men came and went while I still was, you know, hanging out there uh, in my own orgasmic or lack of orgasmic experience, um, and that was pretty dissatisfying. So I had this friend, uh, she studied and practiced Tantra, and she gave me this book which is called The Tao of Sex, which comes from the uh, Chinese tradition, deals with the same principles as Tantra, which is about sustaining sexual energy for the male and reawakening feminine energy for the female. And uh, so that really opened up a whole new venue for me. They spoke about that a man can separate orgasm from ejaculation. Right. And that was totally new to me. I mean, was perplexed, intrigued, and curious, read more, started to practice, uh, invited my partners to practice with me. Of course, some were not willing to go uh, on that path with me, but that was just as fine because then I could continue with the people who were interested in it. Right, exactly. And How smart. Sexual intelligence. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> so then um, I got deeply involved in the tantric practice when I started doing workshops, which actually didn't happen until later uh, in my 40s. However, at that point, I was open and ready and within a year, I had then gone through a certification program. I was that resolved about taking it on. And after that year of my own delving into the in my into my tantric healing uh, and opening, at that time, then a year later, I met Freddie Santal on the internet because I was looking then for a tundra partner here in Chicago. I had friends in California and in Maui, and but I wanted to have someone here, and so it just came together in a very fortunate uh, and beautiful way. And here we are. Beautiful, beautiful. So what have you learned from being together? You know, it's like I want to mix what we're speaking about in terms of sexual intelligence with both what you teach, what I teach, and then also just what have you learned from being together? Because 
it's not often I find that people have an experience to talk with two individuals who became a couple and put their energies, you know, their tantric energies together both in work and in their personal intimate life. So what kinds of things did you have to confront, I guess, I, I want to say, and what did you learn from that? Well, um, this is Zintal here. I, I must say that, you know, one of the wonderful things about relationship is you uh, get to see and learn things about yourself that if you weren't in that relationship, you wouldn't see or learn. So there's a wonderful opportunity in relationship to open up to something we don't see about our, ourselves and how we're creating our life. And whether you're in a relationship or out of a relationship, we're always doing our own work. One of the things that really uh, has been wonderful about Elsa and I's uh, relationship is that we have created this Tantra Nova. And in that, we both get to do something we've sort of been preparing ourselves to do all of our life. Uh, in this work, in this business of this work, we really employ skills that we've developed in other places at other times long before we knew each other. And mm. it really, and, and for me, it's certainly the pieces of the jobs that I did and those things that I loved about those jobs all wrapped up in one in doing this work. So it really has actualized my creative uh, self in a way that I wouldn't be doing if I wasn't with Elsa. But I'd be doing something else, and I don't know what that looks like, but I know that this has really been wonderful. Uh, so good. So that's really what uh, the relationship has done for me. And we process stuff like everybody else. So we use the same principles and practices and exercises and devices that we teach in our workshops and individually with couples and individuals. So we're constantly uh, doing that too. What I find though is once you start employing these practices is we move, I move much more quickly through the upsets. Yeah, yeah, that's good. It's, it's, uh, well, you can't stay attached to it because you know that you know that there's bliss on the other side or whatever. Exactly. You know there's bliss you, and ecstasy. You got it. You, you, Laurie, that's it. Just beneath all that crazy Maya is the love. And we know that that's where everybody is. I mean, that's the common denominator for all of us. Um, and that's what's so wonderful about the sexual energy and using practices that really involve uh, being more conscious and, and using it in new ways. Because um, forever we've been procreating, creating new life, and uh, for the last hundred or so years we've been recreating with the advent and development of contraceptives. And so now we're looking at how we can co-create with this energy. So and, good. Uh, Such a good... Absolutely. It's a good thing. You know, I just have to tell you how I prepared. I, it's, it's interesting how this happens, but how I prepared for being on the show with you today. I'm ha my father is currently living with me, and he's singly the most challenging man in my life. I yeah. both love and hate him. I, we've been th through a million ringers. I've recreated him in every relationship. Yeah. Until recently, anyway. And... Um, and he's now living with me because he's aging and challenged. And even though he's softer and easier to deal with, he's still no, he's still not easy to deal with for me. So right, I said I cannot go on the radio today with these two amazing people and be in the upset that I'm in. So yeah. we just came from the VA hospital. He had to have something checked. And, you know, it was difficult getting him there and whatever. So I yeah. get back to my space, and I did emotional release for 30 minutes. I played African drum music, and I laid on the floor and kicked and screamed and yelled every four-letter word I know. And then yeah. I came out, and I went on to this um, 
far infrared bed that I have that puts really good energy back into the body. And I sang this song, God is the love, the lover, beloved. I sang it way out loud. And I, all of a sudden there was a verse I never heard before in this song by Matisha, who you might know. And it said, there's only one of us here. Mm. <laughs> and I started laughing. I went, oh, I can't wait that's to get the radio. That's so wonderful. Yes, yes. That's really owning it, Laurie. Yeah, yeah. And I, then I said, okay, I'm ready for them. I'm ready to hear this magnificent couple talk about their tantric energy, their sexual intelligence, and what they teach other people. So, so I'm thrilled, really thrilled to be with you in this state today, in the observer now. Mm. So, so what, what else? What else? Like if people, you yeah, know, okay. Elspeth, you were great talking about emotional intelligence, you know, and I feel I just demonstrated it. I got myself straight before I got on the radio with you. What else? What else have been the cha challenge for you, perhaps, and then that you've also recreated in a whole new way in coming together? So one uh, core, um, how can I say that? At, at the very core of our relationship, there's a deep commitment to each other and to the relationship, and that encompasses also the business. So for us, there is no isolation or separation between these different domains mm -hmm. um, because we really it's a co-creation of how we express ourselves in the world and how we contribute to the world it's really in this togetherness and just like in your life you know you're upset with your dad we have our share of upsets you know we are two different human beings we have different upbringings we have different ideas, all of that, yet there is this undercurrent of, uh, you know, really that we are here together to make this work because we say so. And um, so when difficulties show up, you know, like um, Freddy Sintar really loves his play, his show. You know, he, he loves to travel around the country to do his show. He becomes alive. It's a great expression of himself and you know making the sexual intelligence palatable and and humorous and gettable in a in a form of a show of an edutainment and uh, I'm not into traveling and I could you know care less and so there there was really a time when I felt like oh my gosh that might take us apart However, then we looked at, you know, what is important to him, what is important to me, and how can we make it work that each of us can express him or herself while our connection, while our joint offer and our joint contribution uh, continues. And uh, so it was a great deal, had to do a great deal with acceptance of what is in the sense of, for me, accepting what he wants and for him accepting what I want without looking at it as a conflict, however, as an, a form of self-expression and how we can weave it in our lives so that, that you know, it's, we are, each of us is supported and can express themselves and our Tantra Nova can continue. 
which we wow. have been doing, you know. It's so, great. Um, How long did it take you to work that out? Oh, I think that was several months, really, because even, you know, for me, it took a while to really get clear what I wanted, because usually when when something doesn't feel right or good to me, it takes me a while to settle into my own listening to myself, then expressing this to Freddie Santal, that is not always pretty, you know, it's not just like how I speak about it now, you know, it's that, you know, can bring upsets or, you know, resistance or, uh, however, there usually comes a point where we bring, put things on the table and also that moment when you get to see what is so already anyway, but perhaps before you didn't want to really see it. You know, right. or look at it, right. and then when we go, uh, get to see it in front of us, and that was another uh, uh, aspect I wanted to bring out is like uh, the acceptance of what is. So one aspect is the commitment that we hold towards mm. each other. The other one is the acceptance of what is, both in him for me, both in myself, and to acknowledge that versus to squelch it or to, you know, to, I don't know, to get overly angry about it or... Or to um, try to change the other person's way of thinking, make them come, try to fit to your mold of how things should be. Exactly. Yeah. And also, the sexual aspect, you know, I, for a long time in my life, I lived uh, in an idea, or perhaps now I call it an illusion, which is that sex should look a certain way, it should feel a certain way, a sexual connection, an infatuation, uh, romanticism, it all, and it, you know, it was supposed to be a certain way. Coming now to after, you know, having done work on it over years and, you know, really settling into who uh, I am and to Freddie settling into himself more, more deeply, is that, that it's nothing actually needs to look a certain way and that creates a great deal of freedom uh, to create within that Beautiful. Uh, versus suffering under you know it's not the way I think it's supposed to be right well now you're hitting on that whole notion of making love in the unknown and that being not only the actual act of making love like sexuality but making love in the unknown to life every moment dealing with what is it's pretty hard to make love to life when you're resisting what's what's so yeah yeah it's great we're gonna need we're gonna pause again for a moment and we'll leave it right there we'll come right back to that like being with what's so and then creating also because i want to have i want to hear about the show etc so if you've just uh tuned in you're listening to tantra cafe i'm laurie handlers your host my guests today are amazing, uh, Dr. Elsbeth Muth and Freddie Zantal Weaver, two amazing practitioners in the Chicago area, but they also branch out to other places, and you can find them at tantranova.com. We'll be right back. If you're, if listening, you're listening to Tantra, to Tantra Cafe, Cafe congratulations. congratulations. You've reached a higher plane of consciousness in caring for yourself and caring for your significant other. Tantra can help with physical and emotional bonding to nurture your relationship. And there's another level of care that you should be considering as well. It's your family's financial well-being. 
I rely on Delone Financial Services to guide me on this journey. And Jeff Delone is my friend. He and I have worked together for years. He even helps care for my father's finances. For information about your family's financial planning, contact Jeff Delone at 610-356-1253. That's 610-356-1253. Or you can email Jeff at jdelone at delonefinancialgroup.com. Securities and investment advisory services are offered through FSC Securities Corporation. Member FINRA SIPC. Jeff DeLone is a registered representative with FSC Securities Corporation. DeLone Financial Group is not. not. Welcome back to Tantra Cafe. This is Laurie Handlers, your host. And you also, by the way, can reach me anytime at laurie at butterflyworkshops.com. If you ever have any questions about the show or any of my guests, you can reach me there. That's butterflyworkshops.com. Well, today we're talking about sexual intelligence. I think we're doing a really good job of, of explaining that it isn't this hormonal thing that just races through the body, but actually that we can train ourselves and cultivate ourselves and learn how to use this sexual energy to create anything, create the kind of relationship we want, create the kind of business we want. And then also deal with whatever comes up in that relationship, in that business. And my guests today are no exception to this. As a matter of fact, they exemplify how it is, how it could be for us. We were just talking about this notion of dealing with what's so. So Elsbeth or Freddie Zental, perhaps you want to say something else, something more to me, explain to me a little bit more about how you actually deal with what's so and then take it from there and move into the unknown. Well, you know, that's where we get lost. You know, all of the masters talk so much about this illusion. An illusion is of our mind. It's like so there is this, these geometric shapes in reality. It's just there's nothing to any of it. It's just nothingness. And then we bring all this meaning to it. And the meaning that we bring often comes from old stories, it comes from unconscious, you know, programs, it comes from uh, our ego, our survival mind. So when we start to learn practices to tap into this, this love energy, let's call it, that sexual primordial life force energy, which, as we were saying earlier, right, you know, is really love, then we are able to bring that as our fundamental, you know, default place to come from. So we live mostly in our left brain, so we're always calculating, figuring out the universe for millennia. You know, homo sapiens, we've been doing that. And it's great. We've figured out our place in the universe. We've become much more efficient with science and so on. Live longer and so on. Um, And yet the mind can't exist without something to figure out or fix. So, and if it doesn't have something, it just makes something up out of the ego or survival mind or, you know, story. So if we can really practice and cultivate practices of stillness and that observer, then we can start to create from that place of our imagination. And what is it that I really want to be about in my life? What would I, what in my wildest dreams come true would I be, would I do? And it's from that place that we can actually live, you know, and that's, that's an inspired life. And that's mm. what was missing for me when I was in my work for 20 years in the Bay Area, 
and loved a lot of it, but then the last, you know, five years was just for the money. And then that's when I really got and continued to apply these principles of my listening to myself in my life. Um, so that's, that's a little bit about what we see or what we believe or what we interpret uh, about, uh, you know, the reality. So, well, what you did, it seems like not only did you get together and have, you have this amazing practice together and, and uh, where you're helping, you're assisting thousands of people, couples and singles, to expand their, their intimate love lives. You yourself have created this show that Elsbeth was relating to in the last segment. She was speaking about this Tantra Nova man. And that's where, of course, I got the term. Experience one man's journey into sexual intelligence. Of course, I watched a clip or two of it. Uh, what a what a what a kick! What a hoot to do that! <laughs> yeah, that's great. You it know, really, uh, the the show uh, evolved out of my own process of um, one things that I had done in my life that I, that I love to do, which is performing, uh, and to the inspiration of what I see happen for people in doing the work that Elspeth, my partner, and I teach. So really, the play is kind of edutainment. So it's educating and it's entertaining. Mm. Uh, so at one level, it's about spreading uh, what we do to people in an environment that is totally non-threatening in terms of they're looking at my life in a fishbowl in an entertaining way in the dark. Um, and then at another level, it's me doing a lot of my own processing through the work that I'm doing on stage because, uh, you know, I'm not like any other, I'm not any different than any other person in terms of my mind getting into the illusion as I was just talking about how, how I interpret my reality. But what I found on stage is that there are moments that are completely clearly connecting to everyone. And it's just such a thrill for me when I can get out of my own way enough to bring that love in such a clear way and profound way on the stage that the audience gets it and for those few moments we're all connected in laughter or in tears or in whatever it is that I'm doing up there. So I really love that that uh, that process. Um, uh, so the play in the show, I, it runs an hour and I'm singing and that's a whole other story. Uh, I'm telling stories about my life from the age of five up through the present as it pertains to sex, love, and intimacy, um, uh, drumming, uh, and then I do, we usually do a question and answer period after the show that runs about a half hour or so. But uh, oh, it's been a lot of fun traveling around doing it. Yeah, and the great well, thing is that um, by watching uh, Ray Fintal perform, the audience, each, everyone in the audience gets reminded of their own development around sexuality, intimacy, and love. So you're being reminded while you're watching, and of course, things come up for people, you know, both pleasant and unpleasant experiences or learnings they had. Uh, so it provides an environment where uh, the audience can have fun, yet also actually getting in touch with where they might be at with respect to their own relationship with love, intimacy, and their sexual being. 
Yes, uh, so it's it so good. It's all this great conversation uh, at the end of the show. Mm. It's wonderful. It's uh, it was uh, I saw the clip where you have a, a puppet that's in the form of a vagina, and you educate people and you tell them that it's actually called a yoni instead of a vagina, and then you have this clear wand which you say is a penis and then you say no it's a lingam which is a wand of light and then yes. they have a conversation they have a dating conversation yes it's yeah, wonderful that's a lot of fun. yeah it's wonderful yeah it's a lot of fun we we were recently had the honor to uh teach up at Kripalo, uh and uh we were able to uh i was able to do the show and i and they created an audience of 200 people and it was just such a joy to be there in that space doing this show because they totally were so ready to get this show. And it was just uh, wonderful to perform uh, for that group. That was That's really so great. Well, I'd love to catch it. I know that I missed you uh, the last time you were in Phoenix. I hadn't gotten here yet. So mm. hopefully I'll catch you on either on your uh, next swing through Phoenix or wherever I'm swinging at that time because I'm... I'm on the road a lot myself. I'll have to check in, uh, your schedule and yes, find out how I can catch you. Well, Jeff, come visit us on the 6th of March. He's going to have a show here in Chicago. You can stay with us and just, you know, come through Chicago and get a glimpse of the show. Love to. Well, you know, one of my stations is broadcast from Chicago, so we'll see what we can arrange about that. I'd love to do that. I'd love to do that. Let's... Let's go back a little bit to, uh, again, to sexual intelligence and for a moment and see, like, what, w if people want to start out on their own and they, they couldn't be with you right away, what would you recommend to them? Like, just, let's say a single person is listening to us, is discovering you, what would be a single thing you would tell somebody to do, start doing immediately? Oh, I would suggest that they connect with their breath. When we speak about becoming the observer, the breath is the only way how we actually can drop into that observer, into that witness. So by uh, breathing into the belly, so the, uh, whoever is listening, you may want to put your hand on your belly, your right hand or left hand, it doesn't matter, and then just take in a deep breath, and wait, wait, feel. wait. I'm going to do it right now. I'm doing it right now as you speak. Doing, Just lead me yeah. in it. Yeah. So um, on the inhale, feel how the belly extends into the hand. And on the exhale, feel how the belly is falling, mm. shrinking a little bit. And then again, breathing in in your own rhythm feeling the belly expanding like a big balloon, extending into the hand. And on the exhale, letting the breath go and feeling the belly shrinking, falling. You breathe in through the nose. The air goes down through the air pipe into the lungs on the inhale and back up and out again on the exhale. So, of course, when we say breathe into the belly, what we mean is that you use your inner eye and focus to extend, to open up the belly and letting go of the belly on the exhale. Staying in that pattern of breathing, 
allows us to come to stillness, to calmness, ultimately to peace. We drop out of our head, out of the chat of the mind, into the stillness of our being. Thank you so much. I feel so good <laughs> just listening to your voice and doing the breath. So, so great. We're going to pause again for a moment. If you are just tuning in, please stay tuned because we have more. We have one more segment with the folks from Tantra Nova Institute, Elsbeth Muse and Freddie Zental Weaver, who have our seminar leaders, intimacy experts, relationship coaches. They're talking to us about their own lives. We're speaking today about the overall topic of sexual intelligence. And we'll be right back. We're going to find out what they might recommend for couples to make sure that they, too, we just had a breathing practice for individuals or anybody, and we're going to come right back and ask them what, what little goodie they could give for the holidays to couples. Stay tuned. Many times on Tantra Cafe, you've heard my guests and me discuss emotional release techniques. Now you can do emotional release in the privacy of your own home. In my CD, Shamanic Release and Lati Han, I create a very safe and sacred space in which you can do the powerful work I am known for in my Tantra courses. I set you up with a proper positioning and breathing and then guide you through each emotional state to the beat of tribal African rhythms. Try the CD as an easy way to do your personal clearing on a regular basis and watch your relationships walk free from emotional baggage. You can order my CD at ButterflyWorkshops.com for only $20. Aren't you worth it? Go to ButterflyWorkshops.com and get your copy now. Walk free from emotional baggage. Well, we're back with Tantra Cafe. I'm Laurie Handlers, and my guests today are Elspeth Muth and Freddie Zental Weaver. And we just had an exercise, just a simple breath exercise of going in, breathing, and then getting into a peaceful state. So I'm wondering if you had some advice for couples, let's say, in terms of sexual intelligence or any of the things that you teach, what would you tell them to do together or apart and then together? Well, you know, one of the things that um, I would say, first off, is to do something that you both love to do together. Um, you know, because we often put off the things that really feel good because our left brain says we should be busy with business or busy with education, busy with something else. That's such a and good now, point. Indeed, Thank you. <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> yeah, you're welcome. No, absolutely, Lori. And, you know, the truth is that anything we do, we can find some pleasure in just about. Once we start tuning into these principles of, of that stillness and that observer, um, and one of the ways, as Elspeth was just sharing with us, and one of the fundamental pieces is the breath. Once we tune into that belly breath, that parasympathetic breathing, breathing into the nose, the lungs, and extending into our belly on the inhalation, it gives the mind something to focus on and nourishes the body with oxygen and, and, and um, endorphins, and it's just totally allows us to be present in our thinking and in our awareness. So it starts to 
allow us to drop out of some of the busyness. And that's the pleasure right there. And then from there, uh, remember that feeling and then do the things we know feel good, whether it's a walk in the park or, you know, ice skating or what have you. Um, also, the breathing together is an important piece where the couples can get face-to-face, belly-to-belly, either in a lay-down position or standing up, and breathe into each other's belly on the inhalation, extending into each other's belly, and exhale. And then you can do uh, alternate breathing, where the other breathes out, so the belly is going into the other belly, and then the other breathes in, and the other breathes out, and the belly starts to synchronize and undulate in and out of one another. And that becomes a wonderful way to really start to connect. It's the coming to stillness with each other that uh, through the breath that actually creates intimacy. Laurie, are you there? Yo, here I am. Here I am. I don't know what happened. I went away. I got into the breath. Ah, <laughs> uh, yes, yes, yes. It happens. It happens. That's great. <laughs> you know, I was going to say to you that what you just described is um, is actually my favorite thing. If if I were to say that I have a favorite tantric thing, it's to alternate the inhale with the exhale with a partner. It's amazing feeling. Hours pass, time, space, gravity, they all go away. And to me, that's really, that's the cosmic connection of tantra. Absolutely. Now, one of the things you can add to that piece is on the inhalation, relax the yoni or the lingam and visualize receiving in to that second chakra. On your exhalation, you squeeze as if you're cutting off a urination stream and visualize with your mind's focus, intention, and attention sending into the other second chakra. And you can do this not with your clothes on, not even in coitus. And you can start to get a sense of receiving energy and sending energy. And that, that adds to that that same circuit of, of giving and receiving and that flow. Beautiful, beautiful. So uh, so what else? Let's see. I, I want to talk to you a little bit more. I love the this whole notion of what you've just taught to, to me and to the audience, and I'm wondering a little bit. I know uh, that you had, you were on some TV shows. Are there snippets? Are there places where people can find these clips of you, we have your show, and then are there some clips that we could see from the showtime? Yeah, we do have on our website, tantranovak.com, we have clips of uh, the show on showtime. What actually did you do there? You worked with couples? Did you work with a whole bunch of couples? Yeah, we were part of this nine-episode show on Showtime called Sexual Healing. Dr. Laura Berman, who does, uh, she works, does, does a lot of stuff on Oprah now. Yeah. She's kind of a personality psych, uh, sex therapist. She knew of our work here in Chicago and asked us to be on this show she was producing for Showtime called Sexual Healing. Um, and in the show, we worked with 24 couples over nine weeks, um, teaching them these practices. And there are clips from the show, and they're really, really wonderfully telling in terms of how, you know, the traditional therapeutic model and seeing things about our life and how we can create more joy and happiness. And the tantric practices work so wonderfully hand-in-hand. One is a talk therapy approach, and the other with a hands-on practice. Um, 
and we have clips of the of what we're teaching with working with couples and the couples doing the practices in the privacy of their home. Uh, and uh, people who want to learn more about this can really see those clips and really get what this is. Wow, that's so great. What an opportunity. Yeah, and have you, I mean, have you followed any of these people uh, or found out about any of these people since, you know, how it's improved uh, their lives? Yeah, uh, the Berman Center did that. That was really another auspices. So I we see. didn't have uh, follow-up with them afterwards. Uh, actually, it's not true. A couple of them came to continue to work with us. Fantastic. to go deeper uh, in the tantric practice. Congratulations. Also, we have a couple of DVDs uh, that really, of course, go much more in-depth than the clips around uh, these practices we have been talking about on the show here today, mm -hmm. uh, both for couples and individuals. Because often people think, oh, I have to have a partner, I have to find my beloved first before I can enter into the tantric practice. It's not so. I started by myself pretty much. At least for many years I practiced by myself uh, until, uh, you know, I actually met up with Freddie Santal. Uh, so, and I had practice partners at certain times, but m much of my practice was really by myself, learning from books. And so it's just a great way of connecting more deeply with oneself, of coming to stillness with oneself. And intimacy really starts within. It's not just that happens, something that happens between two people suddenly. Well, thank you so much for saying that. It's so true. It's so true what you're saying. Well. We're kind of running out of time here, so I want to thank you so much, both of you, Elsbeth Muth and Freddie Zental Weaver from Tantra Nova Institute. You can find out more about their classes. You can purchase their DVDs. You can see some clips of uh, Zental's one-man show, and you can see some clips from, from uh, the Showtime piece as well. Thank you two so much for being my guest today. What a pleasure being with you. Thank you for having us, Lori. Thank you so much, Lori. Yeah, I'm thinking about coming to Chicago, so I'll be in touch with you. Yeah. <laughs> we look forward to seeing you. And everybody yeah. who is listening is welcome as well. When is it again? March 6th? March 6th. It's a Saturday night. Okay. March 6th in Chicago. Be there. Tantra Nova yeah. Man. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, we'll speak to you soon. And for everybody listening, I want to say namaste from Tantra Cafe. You can, you can write to me at laurie at butterflyworkshops.com for any questions you have about any of my shows. And stay tuned next week when we talk about BDSM as a spiritual practice. Namaste.